Could you imagine an eight-year-old being our president? I think that's pretty hard to imagine. Of course, I recognize it's really hard for us to imagine because we have a law that says that you have to be at least 35 in order to be president. But the reason that law is in place is why it's really hard for us to imagine someone even much younger than that running the country because we recognize it takes a certain amount of experience and maturity and wisdom. And to try to imagine that an eight-year-old would have that kind of, of wisdom and maturity is just uh, kind of unfathomable. We, we would just have a really hard time. And yet, what we learn from Scripture is that it is possible, in fact, for someone that young to potentially have the kind of wisdom that they need to even run a country. But what we recognize is that they can have that wisdom if and only if what they do is completely and totally rely on God and simply do what He wants them to do. And that's what we learn in Second Chronicles chapter 34 as we take a look at Josiah, who became king at the age of eight. Now, what I want to talk with you today about is how great a child truly can be. I want to talk to our young people. I want to talk to them as even younger than eight. But then we'll even talk up to teenagers and, and talk about things that can be done. I heard a great story this week just talking about the, the amazing things that children and teenagers can accomplish. Back on June 14, 2008, Zach Sunderland, a 16-year-old, took off from Marina del Rey, I believe in California, in a sailboat that he purchased with $6,000 of his own money that he had saved up because of his work. He and his father fixed it up, and he sailed all the way around the world all by himself and just landed back at Marina del Rey on Thursday. And that's just pretty amazing. The fact is, young people can do great and amazing things. But what we need to do is take a look at this passage in Second Chronicles chapter 34, and specifically, I want us to note verse 2. In 2 Chronicles chapter 34 and verse 2, we find three keys that allow Josiah to be a great child, to grow into a great adult, who is a great servant in the kingdom of the Lord. In 2 Chronicles chapter 34 and verse 2 it says, And he did what was right in the sight of the Lord, and walked in the ways of David his father, and he did not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. I want us to note the three things that this verse says, and especially for our young people. But for those of us who are older, these are the exact same three things that we need to know so that we can be great in the service of God, so that God can work through us in His kingdom today. And I hope that we can learn a lot from this so that we can be stronger Christians and better servants. Before we get into that, would you bow with me in prayer, please? Almighty God and Father in heaven, we love you so much. You're the awesome God who works through us and works in us. And we know that you're working with this congregation, and we pray that you would continue to do that. Help us to get your message out to the community around us so that others can be a part of your family. And Father, we pray especially this morning for the young people that are in our midst, from the infants all the way up to the teenagers who are graduating and moving on into adulthood. We pray that you would be with them and help them to do great things in your kingdom, not by their own strength and power, because we know they can't do that, but by your strength and power. Father, we know that you can do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask to think by your power working within us. And we pray that you would do that, that you would work within us and help us to spread your gospel and help us to bear the fruit of your spirit. Father, be with us this morning as we study your word, that our hearts and minds will be open. Help me to have the proper motivation and attitude. And Father, I pray that everything that will be said in this lesson this morning will honor and glorify you because it's, it's about you, Father. Unto you be the glory, not unto us. Father, we love you so much and we thank you for loving us. Through your Son we pray. Amen. Well, the very first thing in Second Chronicles chapter 34 and verse 2 is that 
he did what was right in the sight of the Lord. Now, I completely understand that Josiah did things wrong throughout his kingship. As Romans 3 and verse 23 says, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Josiah was not the Messiah. He wasn't the Savior. He wasn't the perfect sacrifice. But he was a good king. And here in Second uh, Chronicles chapter 34 and verse 2, God places the stamp of approval on Josiah's kingship in general. And he says, he did what was right in the sight of the Lord. Now, this is not just a momentary thing. This is not just the idea that at a particular moment he did what was right, but rather as a general rule throughout his reign as king of Israel, Josiah did what was right in the sight of the Lord. In fact, verse 3 gives us some keys to this. In the eighth year of his reign, this was when he was 16 years old, while he was yet a boy, he began to seek the God of David his father. So he had reigned for about eight years, and then he begins to seek God. Even while he's yet a boy, while he's yet young, he began to seek the God of David, his father. And then it goes on and says, in the twelfth year, that's when he's twenty, he began to purge Judah and Jerusalem of the high places, the Asherim and the carved and metal images. And on through that paragraph that Kurt just read for us a moment ago, and all these things that he did to purge Israel out, to clean them out of all the idols and the the pagan worship that they had going on. He was doing what was right in the sight of the Lord. And then in verse 8 it says, Now in the 18th year of his reign, this was when he was 26 years old, when he had cleansed the land and the house, he sent Shaphan, the son of Azaliah, and Manasiah, the governor of the city, and Joah, the son of Jehoahaz, the recorder, to repair the house of the Lord his God. So at 16, he begins to seek the Lord. At 20, he begins to clean out Israel and take what he's learning and what he's doing personally and take it out to lead through Israel and through Judah, I should say. And then he goes, and when he's 26, he starts to rebuild the temple and to repair it from where his father and grandfather had torn it down and defiled it and defamed it. Here's a man that's really wanting to serve God. But one of the things that's most amazing is he's done all of these things, and he's done so much good. But while they're repairing the temple, somebody finds a scroll of the law of God. And they bring it to Josiah. I want you to think about this. Think about what has happened this far. All of these things that Josiah has done, he's done not because he knew what the law said. He's done simply because he believed in God. He believed that his father and grandfather had done wrong, and he knew that there was a God in heaven who was the God of Judah who they were supposed to follow, and he believed that he was the one and only God, and so they weren't supposed to follow any other God, but he didn't even know the law yet. But he knew there was a house of God here in Jerusalem that had been defiled and defamed, and it needed to be rebuilt and, and reconstructed and fixed. And so he did all of that, even without having the law. But they found the scroll of the law, and they came and read it to him. In verse 18, Shaphan the secretary told the king, Hilkiah the priest has given me a book. And Shaphan read from it before the king. And when the king heard the words of the law, he tore his clothes. And the king commanded Hilkiah, Ahikam the son of Shaphan, Abdon the son of Micah, Shaphan the secretary, and Isaiah the king's servant, saying, Go inquire of the Lord for me. And for those who are left in Israel and in Judah concerning the words of the book that has been found, for great is the wrath of the Lord that is poured out on us, because our fathers have not kept the word of the Lord to do according to all that is written in this book. And he had done so much already. He had cleaned up all the, the issues of the idols, and he's cleaning up the temple. When he heard the word of the law, he didn't sit back and say, oh, that's okay, that's really not about me. I, I'm doing a lot better than everybody else. He heard the word of the law and realized that even for all that he had done, he hadn't 
completely gone back to God and he had more than he needed to do and more growth that he needed to, to go through. And so he tore his clothes in mourning about what he hadn't done yet. And so God places the stamp of approval on Josiah's reign and says he did what was right in the sight of the Lord. There's two things that I learned from this. The two things that I learned from this is, number one, it doesn't matter how old you are, you can be a great servant of God. Whether you're 8 or 16 or 20 or 26 or, or even beyond that, you can be a servant of God, doing what you know, following what you believe, submitting to God. You don't have to wait to be an adult. You don't have to wait to be retired to do great things in the kingdom. All you have to do is surrender to God based on what you know at this point. And if you do that, God can use you in great and amazing ways. But the second thing that I recognize from what Josiah did, is, as he did what was right in the sight of the Lord, is that at some point when you learn more about God, you don't get to sit back and just rest on what you've done in the past. You don't get to say, well, we came this far, so it's okay. We're really better than a whole lot of other people. You know, I'm better than my dad and my granddad. Josiah could have said, I don't have to worry about all this. And just sticking with what the law says. I mean, we're doing pretty good. We've gotten rid of idolatry. We've gotten, we cleaned up the temple. He didn't say that. Rather, as he learned more and more about God, he changed and came more and more in line with God's law. And when the law said that he wasn't doing right, he tore his clothes and he mourned and he grew. And so, no matter how long you've been serving God or, or how old you get in the service of God, as you learn and study more, don't just rest on what you've done in the past. Continue to grow and allow God's Word to change you and make you that servant that He wants you to be. And the fact is, none of us are perfect. None of us know everything. We need to continue studying and learning so that we can become more and more of what God wants us to be. Just like Josiah. That's why Josiah did what was right in the sight of the Lord. Because as he grew, no matter how old he was, he submitted to what he knew about God. And that's what we need to do. We need to submit to what we know about God. No matter how young we are, no matter how old we are, no matter what new things we learn. And then God will look at us and say, you have done what was right in my sight. Josiah did what was right in the sight of the Lord. The next thing the text tells us about Josiah is that he walked in the ways of his father, David. Now that's interesting because his father is not David. His father is actually Ammon. And his grandfather is not David. His grandfather was actually Manasseh. David was actually his great-great-great-grandfather or something or other. But when the Bible uses the word father, what it means here is ancestor. Okay, it's not saying that he was specifically his father, but it's using that term to say ancestor. But I, I just find it interesting that it says, he walked in the ways of his father, David. Not in the ways of Ammon, not in the ways of Manasseh. Because Ammon and Manasseh were wicked kings. I understand that Manasseh, who had done all kinds of awful things, did repent at the end of his life. And in Second Chronicles 33, verse 10, the Lord spoke to Manasseh and to his people, but they paid no attention. Therefore the Lord brought upon them the commanders of the army of the king of Assyria, who captured Manasseh with hooks and bound him with chains of bronze and brought him to Babylon. And when he was in distress, he entreated the favor of the Lord, his God, and humbled himself greatly before the God of his fathers. He prayed to him, and God was moved by his entreaty and heard his plea and brought him again to Jerusalem into his kingdom. Then Manasseh knew that the Lord was God. Because I understand that Manasseh repented and made some changes at the end, but then his son Ammon just went right back into all the sins that he had seen for most of his life and went right back into the idolatry and all those wicked and evil things that had been done. 
But when Josiah came on the scene, he didn't look back to his father Anna. He didn't look back to his grandfather Manasseh. He looked back to his ancestor David. He looked back to the positive role model that he could find. And that's what I learned from this. What I learned is that we need to look for positive role models. If you want to be a great child, and if you want to grow to be a great adult in the kingdom of God and a great servant for God in His kingdom, one of the things you have to do is you've got to look for people to follow after. You've got to look for people who have done what is right and walk in their ways. Don't look around at everybody who's your age and seeing what all they're doing and just follow along with what they're doing. They don't know any better than you do. Look for folks who are doing what is right. First Peter. First Peter chapter 2 and verse 21, we learn about a role model that we should have. In First Peter chapter 2 and verse 21, it says, For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example, so that you might follow in His steps. We need to follow in the steps of Jesus. The number one role model that we need to have is, is not some actor on television, not some sports star, not a politician. It needs to be Jesus. We need to look to Him and how He walked and walk in His footsteps. Young people, you need to start that right now. Get to know Jesus. Get in the Word. Study about Jesus. Learn who He was and what He did and how He lived and start walking in His footsteps. Allow Him to be your hero and your role model. But He's not the only one in the Bible that we can look to as a role model. We can look to the other servants of God who have gone before us, whose lives have been recorded here in Scripture. In fact, we can look at 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 1. Notice what Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 1. Be imitators of me, he says, as I am of Christ. Get to know Paul. See how he lived. Learn about him. Walk in the footsteps that he established for us. In Hebrews chapter 6, verse 13 and 14, excuse me, verse 11 and 12. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 11 and 12. And we desire each one of you to show the same earnestness, to have the full assurance of hope until the end, so that you may not be sluggish, but imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Talking about folks like Abraham who submitted to God and surrendered his life to him in faith. This imitation. We can look at Hebrews chapter 11 and we can see the hall of faith. People who have gone on before us surrendering to God, doing what he said, following by faith and not by sight. Look at their lives. Let them be your heroes. And when you do that, you can grow in Christ and you'll grow to be a great servant of God. But it's not just the folks that we can find in the Bible. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 7 says, Remember your leaders, those who spoke to you the Word of God. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Consider your leaders. Here it's specifically talking about the elders within the congregation. could apply to others who have had leadership role or leadership in your life, but those who have gone on before you. They've demonstrated a positive outcome of life because they've submitted to God. Find folks in the church. Start with the elders. Folks that you can connect with. And let them be your mentor and your role model. Look to them. Don't just spend your time watching TV and, and, and doing all kinds of other things. 
Find somebody who's walked the path ahead of you. And start letting them guide you and imitate them and look to their faith. Find some role models. That's what Josiah did. He found David. And he walked in the ways of his father, David. Who can you follow? Think of somebody for just a moment. Just, just think of somebody right now that you can go to and talk to them about it and say, I, I want to follow in your footsteps. The third thing that Josiah did. He did what was right in the sight of the Lord. He walked in the ways of his father David. And finally, he did not turn aside to the right or to the left. So many of the kings, even if they were good kings in general, ended up at the end falling away. It was the opposite of Manasseh. Manasseh did wrong all his life and then at the end came back to God. Sadly, there are several kings who did good most of their lives, but then at the end, they just fell away. But not Josiah. Josiah, all the years of his life, he didn't turn to the right or to the left. He kept looking at God. He kept walking the ways of his father, David. He kept on doing what God had said he was supposed to do. And he didn't even look to the right or to the left. So many young people become Christians in their early teens. They're absolutely committed to serving God. And they can't even imagine or fathom that one day they might be turned to the right or to the left. So much so that when people warn them, they even get upset about it. They don't want to listen. But it's so easy to get turned to the right or to the left because of the culture, because of the influence of the immorality in our culture, because of the, the workings of of those who would turn us away from our faith in God because of the education system even sometimes that, that tells us that we're fools for believing what God says about creation and, and the other things that we find throughout Scripture. Turning us to the right and to the left. So many young people, they get up into those high school years and then off into college, and that's exactly what they do. They, they start going to the right and to the left and turning away from that path. They, they had been walking in the ways of God. They had been doing what was good in the sight of the Lord. They, they had been walking in the ways of those who had submitted to God. And then they start seeking something else. And I don't know if it's, if it's just that age of life or what they want is fun and not service or if what it is is that we just need our independence. We're just trying to break free from our parents and, and establish our own roots and so we just go off and do something else. I don't know. But I know Ecclesiastes chapter 11 Verses 9 and 10 provide some advice. In Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 9 and 10, it says, Rejoice, O young man, in your youth, and let your heart cheer you in the days of your youth. Walk in the ways of your heart and the sight of your eyes, but know that for all these things, God will bring you into judgment. Remove vexation from your heart and put away pain from your body, for youth and the dawn of life are vanity. What the preacher in Ecclesiastes says is, Listen, you're young, have fun. Have fun. Follow your heart's desire. Do the things that excite you. You have strength and stamina that you won't have for all your life. And so use it to the fullest while you're young. But understand this, that when you're old, or maybe even not when you're old, maybe you'll die. But someday, you're going to give judgment. Give account in judgment for what you've done. And so don't use the years of strength and stamina to sow your wild oats and go your own way. Use those years to submit and to surrender to God even more and do things that you, you couldn't imagine possible. 
as God works through you with the strength and stamina that you have as a young person. In Proverbs chapter 4, Proverbs chapter 4, verses 20 through 27. The proverbialist wrote, My son, be attentive to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart. For they are life to those who find them, and healing to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. Put away from you crooked speech and put devious talk far from you. Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Ponder the path of your feet, then all your ways will be sure. Do not swerve to the right or to the left. Turn your foot away from evil. So not only don't swerve to the right or the left, don't even look to the right or to the left. Don't allow your gaze to be tempted away by what's going on on the right or the left. But rather gaze straight ahead. Look at what God had said. Look at His path. Meditate upon His path and walk in His ways. Jesus. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 13 and 14 says, Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide, and the way is easy that leads to destruction, and there are many who find it. But the gate is narrow, and the way is hard that leads to life, and few there are who find it. You need to walk on that straight and narrow. Don't turn to the right or the left. Don't allow the years of your youth to be years where you're experimenting with all the things you want. Allow them to be the years in which you're being guided by God to draw closer to Him. To surrender your life to Him. Because Josiah did these things, because he did what was right in the sight of the Lord, because he walked in the footsteps of his father David, and because he did not turn to the right or to the left. God had planned judgment for Judah, but he said Josiah wouldn't undergo it. He said because of how Josiah had lived, that judgment would be pushed off. In verse 22 of Second Chronicles 34, Hilkiah and those whom the king had sent went to hold of the prophetess, the wife of Shalom, the son of Tophet, son of Hasher, keeper of the wardrobe. Now she lived in Jerusalem in the second quarter and spoke to her to that effect. And she said to them, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Tell the man who sent you to me. Thus says the Lord, Behold, I will bring disaster upon this place and upon its inhabitants, all the curses that are written in the book that was read before the king of Judah, because they have forsaken me and have made offerings to other gods, that they might provoke me to anger with all the works of their hands. Therefore, my wrath will be poured out on this place and will not be quenched. But to the king of Judah, who sent you to inquire of the Lord, thus shall you say to him, Thus said the Lord, the God of Israel, regarding the words that you have heard, because your heart was tender and you humbled yourself before God when you heard his words against this place and its inhabitants, and you have humbled yourself before me and have torn your clothes and wept before me. I also have heard you, declares the Lord. Behold, I will gather you to your fathers and you shall be gathered to your grave in peace. And your eyes shall not see all the disaster that I will bring upon this place and its inhabitants. And they brought back word to the king. Because Josiah had turned away from the path of Manasseh and Amos, God held off on judging Judah. And had the king's following Josiah continued to follow in his footsteps, in the footsteps of David, not turned to the right or the left, that judgment would have continued to be forestalled. But the king's after Josiah went right back to their sins. And so God brought judgment. 
But I want you to notice that Josiah was not a great servant of God because he had great parents. Josiah was not a great servant of God because he was some kind of child prodigy. Josiah was not a great servant of God because he had something special that we don't have. Josiah was a great servant of God because he surrendered to God. As he knew. As he learned of and as he learned more, he just continued to grow in God. Where are you right now? Whether young or old, whether you're 8, 16, 20, 26, 35, 45, 65, 85, how do you compare to Josiah? Did what was right in the sight of the Lord. Walked in the ways of his father David. Did not turn to the right hand, but to the left. If you want to be great in God's kingdom, this is the way to do it. 